0: It's the Questcast. His name's Andy. My name's Carter. It's episode number three. And the season is here, Andy. And today, we wanted to actually do a broadcast before the season opener. Because this is like the m- most exciting time, not only for fantasy football players, but for sports card collectors in the football space And if you're an investor as well, we have a lot to get to today. Obviously, Donruss is hitting the shelves now. The pro uniform cards are out. So, Andy, we'll get to that in a second. But obviously, you know, on your channel, the Fantasy Football Card Quest, you've been talking a lot about prices of some of these hot modern players, some of these younger guys who we know are really good but are looking to take that next step. And I actually want to start with... A guy like Dak Prescott. This is a guy that uh, a lot of people have right now in their collection. They're trying to figure out, should they buy? Should they sell right now? It's very interesting because not only Dak, we have Saquon Barkley we're going to talk about today and Christian McCaffrey we're going to talk about today. It is, I'm not going to lie, it is kind of weird holding on to guys that we know are really talented and their prices are really high, but also have injury history so it's kind of scary.
1: Yeah it definitely is scary and you look at the depth chart on Dallas and there's not a lot there to be uh hopeful about if Dak does go down. So right. all of our all of our chips are kind of on Dak right now, man. And uh, I'm not gonna lie he has seen uh some movement it's it's been okay but it hasn't been what it was last year and it's certainly nothing compared to the movement right now on guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, um, and that's because of that that injury concern. I think a lot of collectors and investors are waiting to see if he truly is 100% tomorrow night um, and what that's going to look like because you've got a high-powered offense in Dallas and Dak Prescott, one of the leading passers in the NFL before he went down, going up against the number one rushing defense and one of the highest ranked overall defenses in terms of sacks and QB pressures uh, last year in Tampa Bay. So he, I mean, he's like one of the guys that's uh, cute keyed up to underperform tomorrow night, so to speak. And it's kind of like, man, it's, um, it's not, he's got a lot to prove tomorrow night.
0: Okay. And let's just say someone is listening to this after the season opener. Right. And let's just say Dak goes out there and plays horribly. This is where card collecting and investing become very important, because let's just say you are listening to this before the game, and let's just say you're listening to this after the game. I wouldn't let one game decide whether or not I'm going to spend hundreds of dollars on a DAC PSA 10 rookie card, right? You can't go into this, and this is why we did this podcast, Sandy, because you stress this all the time to me and we talk about it privately. You can't let one game determine what you're going to do when it comes to buying or selling a car. Now, if a player in that certain game gets injured, that's a completely different thing. But that's where you have to put your emotion aside, If you're, especially if you're looking at this from an investor standpoint and understand that it's an entire football season, right? So don't let just one game, you know, tamper your ideas into if you're going to buy player X or player Y, uh, because you, you can get yourself, Andy, into a lot of trouble where you're burning through a lot of cash and and just mindlessly selling. And And this is where it's key that you have a plan on what you want to do.
1: Yeah, very true, and uh, the the scarcity rule of of card collecting and investing applies big time to guys like Dak because he's a 2016 rookie. If you look at the the quantity of listings available for Dak Prescott, um, and you look at a, a, a spectrum of different cards, so I first start and look at 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 his entry level investment, which would be his base Donruss. It's got that rated rookie logo, but it's just a it's a Paper cardboard product, you know, there's no chrome finish on it, um, but it does have that rated rookie logo. And right now, that card's going for about 30 to 40 dollars, depending on the platform you buy it on. But then, if you go up to the next level and look at his optic, that's a 2016 optic that also has the rated rookie logo, but now it's got like a glossy finish, it's got a little bit more of a thicker cardstock, a chrome feel to it. That card's going for about 70 to 80 dollars. But then you and, and that card is is more rare. But then you go to his Prism, which all rookies in 2016 were silver prisms, and you look at that card, and that card is considerably more rare. I mean, in, in comparison, just looking at like online flipping uh, marketplace star stock, and you look at the amount of available listings, we're talking 34 base honors, 29 optic, and only eight prisms. And the base donors are going for 40, the optics are going for 80, and the prisms are going for guess how much, Carter?
0: Oh, just raw Star Stock A? I, raw Star Stock A. I, I'm, I'm going to go uh, 250 $500, $500 right now. $500 for the raw Star Stock A for one card? One card. One, one card?
1: One card. What? And and Are this time yeah, and this time last year Dak was a guy I invested pretty heavily in uh last summer and I made some pretty good money I actually bought two of his raw silver prisms last summer last May for around $100 one got a star stock A one got a star stock B I sold the star stock A at this time last year for $300 and I felt really good about it you know over tripled my money but now look at where they're at and the card is is very scarce in the marketplace.
0: Yeah, and honestly, the one thing I found very interesting about DAC is there are a lot of DAC collectors out there, and this is where you have to start factoring in not just the player, but the team, hmm. okay? Um, but let's just take another player that his prices are so high right now is Josh Allen, you know, his base prison PSA 10, what, it's touching a thousand? What is about nine, nine hundred, somewhere around there right now? Uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I I think that's where I saw it last. It's, it's very interesting, but he does play for the Buffalo Bills. And even though the Bills have one of the most diehard, iconic fan bases, the Bills aren't the Cowboys. There's something to be said about the star on the side of your helmet. And guess what? I've seen this with CD lamb prices. I see a bunch of CD lamb, super collectors on Twitter that, that do rainbows and do all of that. Uh, So understand that when you, when you, when you're buying Dak, you're also buying the star on the side of his helmet. Mm -hmm. And you're also buying uh, the fact that the Cowboys are America's team and Dak's going to be, uh, a talking point on the herd every week and on Sports Center every week and on all these national programs. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the, the Bills just aren't. Now, if they're who we think they are this year, the Bills are going to be talked about uh, a lot more. But understand the Cowboys, even if they're mediocre, they're always going to be talked about. And, you know, there's a lot of big name players on Dallas too, outside of Dak. I know Zeke. Has an iconic rated rookie, uh, with his the, the two hands on the ball and his head, you know facing forward. He's an iconic player from his Ohio State dates. Then you have Amari Cooper, who has a big fan base. Ceedee Lamb, all of these guys had huge college careers and have huge fan bases. So, you know, it, it's also interesting that there's a lot of Dak on card autos uh, with, with this prism as well, Andy. That that also. Makes it very interesting as well as far as uh, he is concerned. I, I I guess for me though, when, when I when I look at someone like him compared to like some of the other rookie quarterbacks, I'm like, how much better is Dak Prescott than Lamar Jackson, who's already won an MVP? Or do you believe more in Josh Allen than Dak Prescott right now? I do. So you know, it, it is very interesting whenever you look at someone like him because. You also have to say to yourself, not only can Dak play at an MVP level, can he make a playoff run? Can he actually make a name for himself with that that star on the side of the helmet?
1: Well, you know what they say, defense wins championships, right? And last year Dallas had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Now, I know they drafted Micah or Mika Parsons. You'll probably correct me on how I how I said his name. So
0: <laughs> Micah Parsons, whatever. <laughs> Micah
1: Parsons, the linebacker. So I know they they spent a lot of draft capital on him from the first round. They also picked up a, a safety and another corner, I believe, guys that were pretty uh, had pretty good pedigree in the NFL. So they tried to make some improvements in their their team. But it, what's interesting, Carter, bringing it back to cards, is that the scarcity rule uh, has a, such a big effect. You're right in the market. Like last year, we saw people going crazy trying to figure out who was going to be Dak's a backup. And whoever that was, like, have you ever heard of Ben uh, DiNucci?
0: Ben Denucci. I got him right here, man. Oh, got
1: him, man. <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> Holding <laughs> on to
0: my Ben Denucci rated rookie. Huh?
1: Huh? Uh. I, I saw that he was just released from the Cowboys uh, not too long ago as they added Cooper Rush Cooper onto the death chart. Huh? Who's, huh? Uh, huh? nothing to nothing to really get excited about. His best comparable player, uh, according to their athletic metrics, was Chad Henney. So not not exactly, you know, a star athlete. But, P- I, dude, I've seen multiple sales on Cooper Rush uh, yesterday and today. I've also seen multiple sales on Will Greer, the backup that uh, lost the backup job behind Sam Darnold to P.J. Walker, the previous XFL player, and uh, has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys, who's now on their depth chart. So that, I mean... There's people out there that are trying to pin down, whether they're, they're probably mostly investors and flippers that are thinking there's a decent likelihood. I mean, none of us like to predict injuries, but there's a decent likelihood that Dak's really not at 100% and that he could get injured as early as tomorrow night. And there's going to be so much hype around whoever his backup is. People are trying to get get ahead of that.
0: And you need to stay away from doing that. That's going to be my big tip of the day here, Andy. It's not fun quarterback chasing. It's one of my least favorite things in the hobby, right? Where, you know, Jordan Love's prices are just so astronomical because people are waiting for him to take the job from Aaron Rodgers and they're going to cash in more than likely before he ever actually plays a game. So this would be my tip to people that are trying to do this: understand that when you buy a quarterback's price or or whatever, it's already going to be inflated. Okay, when you can get a guy like AJ Brown who's going to be a star for a long time, you you can get Stephon Diggs, Prism rookies, uh, for some pretty decent prices right now. But instead, you want to waste money, throw a dart into the wind, and 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 get a quarterback who might become a starter. And I understand that a lot of people's plan is when they do that, or if they're buying Jordan love right now is okay. uh, I'm buying now. So I know right before he starts, his prices are going to be through the roof, but here's what's going to happen. Andy, everybody's going to list their Jordan love cards when that happens. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to make as much money as you possibly think. You would make in that situation, and once again, you don't know if you don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I mean, he he hasn't had an extensive injury history. Aaron Rodgers can play three, four, five more years, and if Jordan Love was good enough, he would have already won that starters job. They would have already gotten rid of Aaron Rodgers with all the headaches he was dealing with. Um, so, yeah, you know, I I, I. Andy, I I just don't think that that is sound investing advice for two reasons. Number one, you don't know if it's going to work. And number two, I I didn't get into this hobby to spend money on Jacob Eason cards, okay? I got into this hobby to actually spend money on players uh, that that will actually play and actually be good.
1: Uh, You're absolutely right, Carter, and I agree with you. I I feel that's a very dangerous game, and it's a very a fleeting game because you have such a small window and your return on investment is still not going to be that great. I mean, uh, because chances are, you know, if Dak were to go down and one of these guys comes in, Cooper Rush, Will Greer, they're probably not going to play that great. And they're probably going to lean on the run a lot more. We saw last year with Ben DiNucci and his cards. Yeah, they spiked spiked by, you know, a couple dollars right immediately based on that news. But then he, it's like he came out and underwhelmed. Same thing with Andy Dalton. And then the cards went right back down. And uh, I, I agree with you 100% that I feel that's a very slippery slope when trying to chase the next backup. But then you end up holding a lot of rookie cards, potentially, of guys like Ryan Finley or you know Josh Rosen and stuff like that. Guys that you don't, that are never going to really do anything with their careers. And now you're stuck because you spent all these money on, on, on these cards that you're never going to be able to return your uh, investment on. So.
0: So, so don't do it. It's not. And, and people might like the rush. Once again, any advice we give you on the show, you can do whatever you want. It's card collecting. It's people on cardboard. Do what you want with your life. It's just I don't find enjoyment of it. And I think that's where you're getting into. It's just a money thing. Because I'm here to tell you, Jacob Eason owners, he's awful. He is bad. He was bad in college. What makes you think he's going to be good in the NFL? So, you know, I just don't think that that's smart. I just don't. Which leads us into modern position players. And before the podcast, Andy and I for 20 minutes talked about Christian McCaffrey. We talked about Saquon Barkley. And here's the the, the danger and, and the fun part about modern players. It does get into, once again, that keyword you always use, Andy, scarcity, okay? Because the different years had different sets. So um, if you're new, this is obviously a huge difference, and you have to understand this difference, okay? Uh, if you're new to the hobby, once again, Patrick Mahomes cards are probably going to be outside your reach, but a part of that Patrick Mahomes rookie class in uh, 2017 was a guy by the name of Christian McCaffrey, okay? So in that year, uh, every 2017 rookie was a silver prism. There was no base prism card. But then in 2018, well, well the silver card was the base card, okay? Um, and then in 2018, that was a year where we started getting base and silver cards, right? So that's uh, as far as a prism is concerned. And, Andy, that's a very important distinction if you're getting into this now, especially if you're just in football. Um, I don't know if that was the case with basketball. I think it was. I'm not sure. But, Andy, this is this is why, why you're so important for this hobby right now. You've touched on this plenty of times. The difference between that 2016-2017 where everyone's rookie – was a silver prism but then in 2018, then in 2019, then in 2020 we started getting those base rookies and those silver prism rookies. So for those that don't know Andy, how big of a difference is that for actually rookie card prices?
1: Oh, it's a big it's a big difference because in 2016 and 2017 when all the base prism for rookies were silver prisms, which football was the only sport they did this in by the way, Carter? Um, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> they really they really tried to mess with things there. But but what Panini started doing has really become obvious because they've increased the number of parallels year over year, is they've realized that they could increase the print run of the base cards if they released more short print parallels because everybody's got their favorite parallel, whether it's color match, whether it's cracked ice, whether it's you know the laser, the disco and this and that. And so what they did in 20, uh, 2018 is they started, they printed a base prism, and then they increased the print run on that. I've I've, com- I've looked at the number of available listings uh, between Christian McCaffrey, between Saquon Barkley, even between uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, of uh, the difference between 2017 rookies and 2018 rookies, and the base prism print run has definitely gone up, but what they did was they lowered the print run of the silver prism. So they increased the print run of the base prism, and then they lowered the print run of the silver prism. So if you look at rookie card values of Christian McCaffrey's 2017 silver prism and compare that to 2018 Saquon Barkley silver prism, the 2018 Saquon Barkley silver prism is going to be more valuable just because there's fewer of them. It's a a more rare card
0: and this is what would confuse a lot of people, and it confused me as well. It is rare, but it's also not numbered. So there is a difference, right? Um, You know, and this is where it gets into the philosophy behind numbered cards, auto cards, on-card auto cards. It it gets a little fishy in there about what you should do. And honestly, Andy, my, my best advice as far as that is concerned is just coming down to finding you know, a reasonable price on all of them, right? Like, I, I just think that that's so important. You know, the bottom line is it's going to be rare you're just going to get some ridiculous steal. Like, it, it, where you're going to see a Saquon Barkley PSA 10 auto uh, bid for, like, nine ninety nine. You know, that's a flash in the pan if it does happen. You know, for me, as far as these position players are concerned, you know... I I I personally like Silver Prism cards. I like the Rainbow Sheen. And the more I think about it, Andy, the more I, I, I'm starting to shy away from just base rookie cards as far as the modern guys are concerned. What are your thoughts on that overall? Obviously, it, it changes from 2020 compared to, let's say, Russell Wilson, the iconic 2012 rookie card. You know, obviously it depends year by year but overall I'm tending to now make my investments more into uh, silver prism cards
1: yeah yeah definitely for me too man um, it's just that as they've increased the print run on base cards it becomes harder and harder to move the needle even from great performances when you go on there and everybody and their brothers got a I got a base donris or a base optic or a base prism. That they can now sell, and the prices just never really go up, you know, from the investment standpoint. Um, So I am targeting cards that have the scarcity, what I call the scarcity multiplier built in. So, you know, whenever you buy a card, there's only 10 of, you know, not saying that it's numbered out of 10, but there's only 10 available listings because, say, this player is on a big market team, you've got a lot of collectors that aren't looking to resell that card that are also like that. Uh, silver rainbow sheen on the card Uh, so you have a lot fewer cards being relisted for sale whenever that player has a good performance and if you can somehow control in a way the supply by having the majority of those listings or just having um, one of those cards and there's only a few listings then you have a much easier time at kind of naming your price or you know seeing the price go up exponentially compared to those base cards. So and, I, I love it.
0: And and if you're near an LCS, this is always a good rule of thumb. Um, you know, if, I'll, I'll, if you want to make flipping money in this hobby, you're going to have to go through the dollar boxes, right? Hmm. Um, and and this was my big flip, Andy, you know you know, and you know about this as well. You know, I was able to get some LaVishka Chenault silver prism field level cards for $2 each. And I just sold them as a lot for actually $25. That's a pretty nice profit right there. Just from just searching the dollar boxes. And I, I look for that rainbow shimmer and all of that. And and just to show people, you know, if you're watching this on, on the screen, let's just say you don't know uh, the difference. You know, I'm holding a Jimmy Garoppolo. This is a base card. Okay, this is just his base rookie card, and on the back of the card, Andy. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're always going. If it's a silver prism, uh, it's going to say the word prism on the back of the card in, in like short print, correct? And like a That's very right, small, man. in a very small font, you'll see the back of the prism. So this is where it's confusing. Okay, there are prism cards. This is a base prism card. Just base, no rainbow shimmer, but it's the Prism brand. But this select Russell Shepard card uh, is a silver select Prism card, okay? All right, so for those that are watching, you see this rainbow shimmer right here at the Russell Shepard. is an auto, whatever, and it's going to say Prism somewhere on the back of it. So understand but and, and people make this mistake all the time, Andy, and you're going to have to, you correct them all the time on it as well, that, uh, and you see it on eBay. This is why you got to look at the cards, right? Mm-hmm. Just because someone says silver prism on the card, it could be, you can call this card, the color of it is silver. It's gray, silver, but it's not a silver. A silver is always going to have a rainbow shimmer on it, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're listing a card understand that there is a huge difference between silver prism um, uh, and, and base prism. And that's why the 2016-2017 thing is so very confusing. But, um, you know, that, that's, that's all very important information. Now, uh, you were talking before the show, there is one interesting running back in Green Bay that you think is a little undervalued right now.
1: Uh, yes, that is true. That is true. I shared it last week with the Patreon community over on patreoncom slash football cards. Uh, and that is Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones is going uh, now at the end of the first round in most fantasy drafts. And that's because Aaron Rodgers is coming back for the last dance in Green Bay. And uh, I mean, they are a top five candidate to make it deep into the playoffs and to the Super Bowl this year. And Aaron Jones has been nothing but spectacular since he's entered the league in 2017, the same draft year as Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. And I've compared his base prism silver, which is the silver prism like we're talking about to Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. And he is considerably undervalued for a guy that could finish as an RB one on the season.
0: I love me some Aaron Jones. I do. I'm not, and it is kind of crazy because A.J. Dillon is in the hobby, and uh, that's, I don't know if that's helped or hurt his prices all that much, and it's good that A.J. Dillon uh, is in the hobby, and I think he is pretty good. I also think Green Bay drafted a really talented backup and, and Kylan Hill out of Mississippi State, but Aaron Jones is still that guy. You know, he's really good works well with Aaron Rodgers, catches out of the backfield. Also, you got to factor this in as well. Uh, Green Bay scored a lot of passing touchdowns in the red zone. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that same thing next year. I could see Aaron Jones getting more touchdowns, more red zone work next year. So, yeah, I, I, I'm a believer in Aaron Jones right now, especially if you think Green Bay is going to be competitive uh, this season. Now, uh, before before we get out of here, Andy, we, we got to touch on – like an actual card story right now, Donris has hit the shelves, baby. The first pro uniform cards of the new rookie class is already out there. Now, obviously we're not going to touch on this point for too much. We're not. Okay. But since we've done so in the first two episodes, and this just happens to be your first one, if you haven't sold your college uniform cards yet, you need to do it now, okay? I, I've I've actually made qu- quite a bit selling my college uniform cards. Trey Lance lots, Justin Fields lots of cards that I just pulled because now the pro uniform cards are what everyone's going to want. And Andy, once these Donruss cards start getting ripped and put on the web, the college card prices are going to go down like crazy. So that's obviously our first rule of thumb. We're not going to spend too, too much time on it. However, Andy, your, your big takeaway from the new Donruss release is
1: what? My big takeaway from the new Donruss release is to, if you can find it in retail stores, that's, that's great. Otherwise, I would wait. Um, I've seen some people buying hobby boxes at over $400 for a hobby box. And I want you guys to understand this is the same exact hobby box and product last year that I bought for $225. And the year before that, it was selling at $150. And the year before that, it was a hundred dollar hobby box. So and and last year's draft class was incredible. And I I know that we've got five first-round rookie quarterbacks in this draft class in 2021. So there's a there's a chance that it could pay off if you're flipping those cards immediately. There's a chance, but it's not a it's not a big chance and for the price that these are currently going for because anytime a new product is released, especially one like this that's going to be the biggest product on the market, it's going to hit stores of targets and walmart's here this weekend and next week, that uh, that product is just going to be so hard to find, it's going to be so expensive because of that scarcity. So just got to throw that out there.
0: And here's here are my thoughts. Um, I I I I do like Donruss a lot. It is very important to note that this is not optic, correct, Andy? This is not optic product.
1: No, this is not optic product. This is base uh, Donruss. This is going to be a base cardboard product. Now they do. They've got a lot of inserts in this in this product that you'll right. look, that you'll see. And a lot of them um, are shiny, uh, but the the cards themselves are just base cardboard stock.
0: So obviously the big insert in this case is the downtown, right? Uh, that's, that's what everyone's looking for. I saw the downtown Zach Wilson card, and that is one of the coolest downtown designs I've ever seen. I'm one of the weirdos, Andy, that actually likes the downtown inserts more than the absolute Kaboom inserts, even though Kaboom inserts are getting big across the hobby. Um, I mean, I see big, I mean, crap. I think, what's his name? Roberto Galvez. His Kaboom insert collection is just absolutely insane. I like downtown cards. I I really do. I think they're so cool. A lot of them have like that silver shine to it and it's cartoonish. It's ridiculous. And I, I love that. I freaking love downtown inserts. And that's going to be in this product. And even though I don't like Zach Wilson really at all, uh, I think he's the real deal, and I think he's a steal in your fantasy drafts. He he plays with this pop to his game. It's very Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray esque, um, and it's it's just the the insert aspect of it is just really cool. Uh, so yeah, you know, I, I'm going to be looking to buy some of those, just not now. Just don't do it now. Understand that if you're going to buy Donra singles right when they hit eBay, Andy, this is the highest the prices are going to be. Because Mosaic still has to come out. Prism still has to come out. Optics still has to come out. And those will be coming out in the next few months. So for me, I understand people want to rip product now. They want to get the product now. As we always say, do what you want to do as a collector. But this is the hottest; these prices will ever be because it's it's one of the few, but the only major pro uniform set that's going to be out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, very true. They have not announced the release yet, the release date yet for Mosaic or Optic or Prism, um, which are the other you know major sets released in retail this season. So this is going to be the hottest set here for for a minute and um yeah coming out of the gate it's going to be super expensive and honestly it you you've got everything to lose investing in it now unless you can grab yourself a, uh some boxes at Walmart or Target then I'm all about it you know yeah oh yeah but i mean you, the people are going to be you know all over that they they've made friends whether it's being backdoored uh from the um whether it's being backdoored from the retailer you know, the distributor at the retail store or whether or not it's, you know, people have made friends with somebody that's working at the retail store and right. uh, they're, they're able to get their hands on that product. So it's going to be really hard to find just walking into a Walmart or Target unless you're maybe living in a really uh, rural area, uh, which then, you know, your maybe your chances go up a little bit. But if you find that thing on eBay, it's going to be 5x of what it is in Walmart and Target.
0: Have you seen a box yet hit eBay I, don't, I don't, let me see uh, well that
1: that's so that's one thing that my uh, my friend and um, you know other co- fellow content creator on YouTube Ziggy no told me taught me last year is that you can look for boxes selling on eBay and look at where they're being shipped from to get an idea of which regions are being stocked first because we know panini's headquarters is in Texas and they kind of I think they kind of like to confuse people based on uh, where they like to distribute products to first and the distributors have all their, their own schedules. And they've kind of, they've kind of mixed that up a lot to keep people on their toes, to keep, you know, the scalpers and the flippers from, you know, just buying up all the boxes uh, out of the gate. And then kids don't get a chance to get any boxes for themselves or, you know, just basic collectors, uh, people that aren't trying to hoard it and flip it. Um, And so, you know he's t- told me one thing you can do is look for the product on eBay see where it's shipping from and then that'll give you an idea of where it's being stocked at you know and, and it kind of makes its way around the country
0: That's so interesting I, I never thought about that so he said you I mean is he is he recommending people to drive to that location and 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 and, and, and stake out
1: I, hey, I mean, it's not a bad idea if you've got uh, the time uh, on your uh, hands uh. and you want to uh, potentially buy low, buy seriously low on a hot, hot product. And because that's the only way that I, w- I would rip it or invest in it right here out of the gate um, is, is getting it in a retail environment at retail prices. Otherwise, you can wait till uh, October, November when all the eyeballs are then on, you know, the mosaic and the prism prism is always released. Like right after Thanksgiving, they like to capitalize on that, that black black Friday, uh, Christmas shopping rush, um, you know, uh, demographics. So, you know, that's when I'd like to go in and then buy base Donruss.
0: So here, here would be my recommendation. Let's just say you're a dad or a mom listening to this right now. And your kid wants to rip Donruss football save it for the Christmas present. Okay. Tell, tell the wife or if you want to rip it, tell the wifey that's what you want for Christmas. So you can rip something on Christmas with your, your family. And that's when the boxes are going to be really low. Um, because at that point, there's going to be more boxes that are going to be out there because right now, these prices on these boxes are going to be absolutely insane. Uh, and for those that are watching on YouTube, I mean, Andy pulled up here this Najee Harris Donruss base, uh, already twenty dollars right out of the gate. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's very, very, very interesting. And,
1: and look at what the hobby boxes have gone up to: five hundred and twenty dollars, Carter.
0: So, once again, it comes down to what you want to do. Whether you're watching this or you're listening, if you have the money and you just want to rip something, understand that unless that card is a sharp Trevor Lawrence PSA 10 or an auto or anything like that, you're more than likely not going to make your money back whenever you rip it. The auto in that box is more than likely going to be you know, a Micah Parsons or or someone defense that, that's just not gonna make your money back just off that rip. Um now if you pull a downtown insert, then you are obviously making a, a grand off that card, more than likely, of, of a big quarterback. But yeah, wait, that silver prism Najee yeah, so Harris.
1: This, this is a new this is a new variation. They've actually made a base Donris hollow this year. Um, not surprised. I can't say I'm surprised, but it is. A, it's a base Donruss Hollow, and and see here's the thing. This is sold today for fifty dollars. This is a card. I know he's a great running back, and he's going to be the Steelers' new bell cow and everything. Uh, but this is a card you're looking at, like Jonathan Taylor from last year, who finished the season as a top five running back, and and his optic hollow is you know you can buy that today for less than $20 because at the end of the day, when all the product's done being ripped and all the cards have had a chance to circulate through the system, now the the available listings for this card goes from one to 101. You know what I'm saying? And the value goes down to a, a baseline, a normal, a mean.
0: So this is my rule of thumb now moving forward as far as like buying cards when they're hot. Unless it is a serial numbered card. So, another, I'm going up for a, a, this Jamar Chase card. It's an auto and it's serial numbered one. So, it's obviously serial number one, a jersey number match. So, I, I'm going to spend a little bit more to get it, right? But if it's a base card, I'm just going to wait. That's always going to be my rule of thumb moving forward and just let more hit the market and then go from there. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, that's just how I'm going to look into um, buying these cards, moving, uh, moving forward. Even though that Jamar Chase you're showing me right now is really nice. Look at that.
1: Now, now I want you to tell me. Well, you you may be able to know because you study so much LSU film. Is is this him in the in the LSU offense just photoshopped in the Cincinnati Bengals uniform? I,
0: I would guess so. Unless unless they got a preseason image that that quickly, right? Uh, the, so yeah, I, I would I would guess. That's the case. Um, so, yeah, you know, for, for me, as far as this box release, if you can get sealed wax product retail, congrats. You're, you're probably a unicorn. You, you, legit, you're probably a unicorn. You're not a real-life person if you're able to get this retail. Now, sometimes I'm able to get it, but now, you know, the, everything gets cleaned off the shelves immediately, Um, so understand that that's what is more than likely going to happen. Um, and, and once again, you got to remember now that this isn't the old days where there was the, there, there weren't really all these different types of variations. Now you got all these different variations of this Donners product and you got all the, imagine what prism there's probably going to be 150 different parallels this year in prism. Um, there's probably going to be black rock ice Popeye's edition silver prism. There, there's going to be all different types of, of, of inserts. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly think that's only going to grow, I, especially now that Panini is, is, is going to lose its license. I can easily see in the next few years, uh, thousands of different parallels out there, different cards. So uh, just, just be ready for that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They've gotten really artistic, you know. Ever since Trevor Lawrence signed that um, uh, unlicensed uh, contract, it's not NFL license. It's just basically an artistic rendition. Uh, his sister is one of the artists, uh, and it's done through Tops, and there's basically print on demand. If you wanted to buy a pack, oh, Tops will print you a print you a pack of cards. So the print run's going to be high on that kind of stuff as well. But you know, ever since they started releasing those kind of artistic sets, you had um, Deshaun Watson do this last year with an um, artist named Saladin, Dean Saladin, something like that. Uh, I think you had one of the famous DJs out in L.A. do this as well. And now we've seen a lot of artistic inserts in these, uh, the new certified product, the new Donris product here. Um Yeah, there's going to be a ton of variations. There's also going to be a ton of quantity at the end of the day. And what what I'm looking at here for you, Carter, is what a rated rookie Justin Jefferson sells at for today. The base rated rookie Donruss, 99 cents. No. And you you know what he did last year. And compared to what a Jamar Chase base Donruss rated rookie sells for today, $10. So Mm. know that, guys. Even if you're investing in guys that are likely on a Hall of Fame trajectory right out of the gate in the NFL because of how good they were in college. If you buy their base donors rated rookie right now, you're probably paying about 10x more than what that car. I mean, because I mean, do you see Jamar Chase having the same caliber of season that Justin Jefferson had last year?
0: No, I, I don't. And I'm a big Jamar guy. Um, I, I just don't see that happening uh, coming off a year where you didn't even play last year. And um, there's going to be more target share issues there because T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are still good players. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I just don't like his situation as much. As I like Justin Jefferson's situation. Um, and, and this is coming from someone that's actually going to buy a lot of Jamar. I'm a big Jamar fan uh, more so than Justin. And it's just preference. I like Justin a lot too. I have a few of his rookies as well. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I still think Justin Jefferson is still going to be, you know, the the better buy. Um, uh, moving forward, I I it's just going to take Jamar a little bit, uh, and I think people are overreacting a little bit to his, his rough preseason performances. Once it gets his feet under him, he's going to be superb. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not fading Jamar, but you know, his prices are just going to be a little too high for me right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to fade him either. I'm, I'm absolutely looking. I'm hoping that T Higgins goes out and kind of dominates this year, secretly hoping that so I can invest in selfishly invest in Jamar Chase myself in October, November, you know, at a a low price, because as one thing I don't like doing is paying a hyped up premium for a card. When I know if I'm just patient, and stick to my guns. I can get that player for five to ten x lower than what it's trading for right now. And I know it's so hard to, to hold yourself back from doing that. You know, uh, but it's hey man, patience really does pay off when it comes to investing and collecting sports cards. And based, you know, if you're concerned at all about the amount of money that you're paying for a card.
0: All right, Andy, we do it at the end of every episode. uh We always like to give people a few plays that uh players that that could potentially uh, that you could potentially target right now. We gave Aaron Jones out a little bit earlier. Is there anyone else that that you find to be pretty interesting because now once again, you know for those that don't know the way that the the the, the rookie roller coaster normally works as far as sales are concerned is that everything is really hot right now leading up to the season. And over the next few weeks, the prices will still stay up. And then it's the inevitable dip. Um, Probably, Andy would guess, probably a month or so from now. Once again, you never know what the market's going to be. Maybe the market's hot throughout the year. And Andy, your prediction's right. Player performance is going to have influx on how the cards actually do. So uh, before we actually give this play, do you actually believe that? Do you actually believe we could see... Uh, a, a, a more fluctuated market as far as week by week, kind of like uh, a fantasy football, if you will.
1: I absolutely do. Because I think that a lot of people that initially got into the hobby last year to make a quick buck, I think a lot of those people are out. And I think a lot of people that are in now are actually in it for the long game. They're in it for the long term. They've they've become collectors um, and investors They're looking to fund their collection with investments. And the hobby's just it's matured a lot. And and with preseason, we've seen a lot of the guys that are just absolute superstars in the NFL just go very quiet, not really seeing huge spikes. Whereas last year, everybody and their brother was seeing a run-up in prices up until week one. We're not seeing that this year because the hobby has matured, it has evolved, and we've got a lot uh, a better foundation this year. So I think it's going to be um, a better fluctuation and correlation with performance on a weekly basis throughout the season. I, I'm excited for it, man. I, I see it everywhere I turn, everywhere I look, everybody I talk to. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I absolutely agree with that.
0: All righty. So do you have a play for us this week, my man?
1: I do. I'm, I'm going to go back to one of my favorite quarterback targets this offseason that a lot of people are still doubting. And his rookie cards have not gone up at all. They're still very underpriced compared to his uh, his uh, counterparts in the same draft class. And that's Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles, man. I think he's going to come out this week one with an electric MVP caliber performance. I think it's it, he's going to blow people away with as, his athletic ability. I think Devonta Smith is going to be a huge component of that offense. I think Miles Sanders is going to play great. And then Jalen Hurts is going to fill in the rest of that. You got Dallas Goddard there as well. I love, love investing in Jalen Hurts right now.
0: I'm fading Jalen Hurts, man. I'm fading it. Look, there's a difference in what he can do for you in fantasy and a difference in what he actually is. So I think it's going to be very interesting because – I could see Jalen Hurts in a lot of games this year put up big numbers, but the Eagles lose a lot. Um, so, yeah, you know, I I do agree with you as far as the price is concerned, and you've been all over it. That is, prices are way lower than that of Joe Burrow and way lower than that of Justin Herbert. And just from a purely I- investing standpoint, um, it, it, it would make sense, right, to to, to get the, the cheaper guy. I just think for me, Andy – do I think Jalen Hurts is actually, let, let me ask you this. Do you think Jalen Hurts can be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? I do. You do? I
1: absolutely do. I think he's got the athletic ability, the rushing ability. He's got the, the cool, calm collectiveness in the pocket. I think it's just going to be a matter of developing his arm and his accuracy and the chemistry with his wide receivers and, and the coaching staff. And they've got an improved offensive line. He's had now a whole offseason to get familiarized with the offensive uh, coaching staff and the playbooks and and uh, build chemistry with the wide receivers and everybody else. So I, I absolutely do. I think he could be a complete breakout. And the Philadelphia Eagles have a huge fan base. We saw a nice little spike in his rookie cards after his first game last year, after they uh, decided to see what they had in him and bench Carson Wentz. We saw a nice little spike. And it wasn't a great performance, but it was like, Wow, this guy definitely has what it takes to perform at the NFL level.
0: Okay, I,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna roll
0: with you on that. I just you you make such a good point though about price. That's so key, right? We're not trying to guess who the best quarterback is going to be. We're trying to give you who the best value would be. And I I actually agree with you as far as like taking a chance on it. I I just. I'm not as big of a believer in the Eagles this year. I think Washington's a way more complete football team. I think Dallas will bounce back. I think the giants will be slightly better. And obviously the Eagles are going to be very young uh, at the most important position, which is head coach with, with their new coaching staff. So, yeah, the Eagles will need to win uh, for that. Jalen hurts um, uh, investment to, to really pay off now. I want to ask you a question about a player, uh, as far as my play is concerned, because you know I've given people Drew Brees. He's going to be in in front of the broadcasting cameras and all of that. I, I'm a big Drew Brees believer. Um, I find Eli Manning to be very interesting, Andy. Mm. His his uh, first off, you know, it, it's weird because 2004 was kind of a weird time for cards, uh, and and obviously. That big Ben Eli Manning Philip Rivers rookie class was so loaded. So my my first question for you would be, what would, it would be tops, right? Tops would be the the Eli Manning rookie card, or would it be scored that I would be looking for?
1: Well, they've actually, yeah, you've got a few options in two thousand four. You could actually look at a playoff uh, playoff set. Playoff right. made, was pretty big back then. Um, you know, playoff made that contenders rookie ticket. Back then, which is extremely expensive and and popular uh, for Tom Brady, um, you can also look at SP Authentic. But um, the primary sets were Tops, Tops Chrome, and Bowman Chrome, um, okay. and even base Bowman in, in that year. Um, those are going to be your most liquid most liquid sets. But you you got to think, two thousand four they they decreased the print run so much in the early two thousands to. Uh, counteract what had happened in the nineties because so many people fell out of it due to the, the overprinting issues in the nineties that in the early two thousands, the print runs on these cards and the sets were very low. I mean, the, the, the available listings of these guys, rookie cards are, are very low.
0: So I'm an Eli Manning believer. Look, is he the is he the best quarterback uh, of all time? No, he's not even the best quarterback with his last name. I would guess that his nephew, Arch, who's coming through the ranks, will will end up having a better NFL career. Eli Manning is a wildly overrated quarterback who won two Super Bowls, whose career record is 500. Uh, The only playoff wins he ever had were the years that he actually won the Super Bowl. So for Eli Manning, most of his actual career, and it was somewhat mediocre, right? But here's the cool thing about the card market. That doesn't matter. Sometimes it just matters who you play for and who you are. So who do Eli Manning play for? The Giants, one of the iconic franchises in the NFL and one of the biggest markets in the NFL. What's his last name? The most iconic name in football is Manning. Okay, and what is Eli Manning about to do? Well, he's about to embark on a new broadcasting journey with his brother Peyton on Monday Night Football, where they will be broadcasting games every single Monday night, right? So we're talking Eli Manning. Look, most people view him as a fringe Hall of Famer. I don't view him as a Hall of Fame player, but that doesn't matter. He's going to get in. And when he gets in, it's going to be a big deal. I think this Eli Manning, Peyton Manning broadcasting thing is going to be a big deal, huge deal. Uh, both of them are elite comedically. This is coming from uh, someone that's written jokes before uh, and, and actually made money for it. They are elite comedically. They are elite in front of a camera. They are elite in front of a microphone. Eli Manning is going to be a superstar in broadcasting. Iconic franchise, iconic Super Bowls, iconic football history, the name and everything. and. Every time I, I, I go look at Eli Manning rookie cards, PSA 10, uh, $99.99 uh, for tw- – uh, uh, well, that's a 2012, so we don't want that. But 2004, score Eli Manning rookie, PSA 10. Once again, not you know some fancy card, but buy it now for $60. Buy it now for $70. I, I'm not I'm, I'm just saying I find that to be very interesting for a guy that's going to get into the Hall of Fame, Andy, that I could get a PSA 10 rookie card of a guy uh, getting in right there for what, fifty one dollars. I mean, yeah, was-
1: I'm, I'm surprised, man. I'm, I'm looking at 50 different individual rookie card sales for Eli Manning this week. So I, I think there may be some guys out there thinking the same thing as you, Carter, and they are funny as hell. I agree. I agree with you on that. They're they're so natural. They're just naturally funny and likable. Um, I, I this is news to me. I'm I'm excited for him. I can't wait to watch Monday Night Football to see what that dynamics like. I definitely think that's gonna have uh, give a bump to Eli Manning. You know, he's got the Super Bowl wins. You know, the Giants. He's got some amazing stories. I mean, the upset against the Patriots, there's just there's so much flavor and interesting facts about Eli and Peyton. And now they're going to be super relevant on TV. I I like that play a lot, man. I I can't disagree with it. They do seem undervalued, too.
0: And what does Eli Manning have to do? Well, all he has to do is hold one of these cards in his hand uh, one time.
1: Oh, that
0: would be huge. Well, that's that's, that's all either one of them got to do. All right. Now, obviously, Peyton's prices are going to be where they're going to be. Right. I once again, not only that, Eli's nephew, Arch, is going to be a big freaking deal. Right. So this Manning legacy is going to. So if Arch is going to be a superstar, well, guess what? The younger generations that are like way younger that didn't ever get to see Eli or Peyton play. Well, Arch is going to be gigantic. And that is also going to get the younger generation even more interested into uh, the, the the Manning name as well. I, I'm probably actually going to buy a few of these Eli Manning rookie cards. I actually do believe in it. I do think about it a lot <laughs> because it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now, once again, the card market is sharper. They're smarter. They know Eli wasn't Peyton as a player, and I'm not making that case once again, cards. It doesn't always come down to who's the best player because if that's the case, then there would be no reason for Jacob Easton prices to be around where Calvin Johnson's prices are right now. It would, mm. It doesn't. The card market sometimes doesn't make sense. Um. So. So yeah, I, I might actually give me what, a few of those, man. And,
1: and think about this, Carter. Like we're, we're talking about scarcity. Great point there. Uh, Peyton Manning's rookie year, nineteen ninety eight. The, the print runs on cards in 1998 were considerably higher than they were in 2004. So it's going to be easier to find, you know, a Fleer Ultra iconic rookie card from Peyton Manning from 1998 than it is going to be a Topps Chrome, uh, especially anything that's got like a refractor or X-fractor. I'm already looking at cards here that are pretty expensive in those serial number formats and short print formats from 2004 because the print runs were so short
0: and one final thing here we are a society of moments right Mm. we have this we are and the most iconic moment in football history is Eli Manning and David Tyree it just is and it always will be that if if it's not if it's not number one it's top five that play changed everything could you imagine Tom Brady's legacy now if that didn't happen and he had the undefeated team to his name? You know, it, it changed everything. The Tyree catch is the number one play in football history. It just is, uh, especially for more for for people our age. You know, we weren't alive when the Immaculate Reception happened, so you know it's a little bit different. But still, it, it's 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 very interesting. Manny, this this was uh this was a fun episode. I didn't think we'd end on uh, an Eli Manning thing, but I wanted to. <laughs> I always like to give uh, uh, an interesting play. You know, uh, I, I'm big into vintage. I, I like vintage cards. You know, the uh, I have a Jerry Rice PSA eight rookie. I freaking love that card. I freaking love those. The the way those vintage sets look. I have the full, um, eighty six whatever year that is. Set just right up there, and I sometimes just nice. take them out and just look at them. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that vintage cardboard stock with the the lines and everything. It's just so cool. It's just so. It's cool. not going
1: to go down in value. It's such a safe investment. Those guys can't get hurt. Their legacy is carved in stone, and their moments are are there forever. And so you know, yeah, I I, I love it from a collection collection and investing aspect. Man, love it.
0: So go ahead, sign up for Andy's Patreon. Uh, you can get involved in chats with different people uh, in there. And, and that's obviously one of the best ways you can get more up-to-date information. Also, check out the Fantasy Football Card Quest on YouTube where Andy gives you the deepest breakdowns you can possibly find in the rookie market. And uh, hopefully uh, next week, you know, we'll we'll, we'll have uh, a few donerous buyers and sellers that we can talk about. So Andy, thank you so much, man. It was fun.
1: Absolutely guys go Bucks tomorrow night enjoy week 1 and we'll see you guys next week it's going to be it's going to be exciting ride so stay tuned